0: Welcome to a bonus episode of mm, Garage. Let's try that again. podcast. Happy New Year! It's time for a bonus episode of Garage Monologues, uh, wherein I will uh, talk about a bunch of really fun big things that are on their way, including with my French citizenship updates. I have my French language test results. I just got them yesterday. Two days ago, one. I think yesterday. And I figured I'd open them live with you here to see, did I pass my test? And am I going to qualify to be French? I don't know. I think I'll be fine. We're going to find out. Anyway, I'll save that for later on. Today I thought... As we enter into 2023, I would bundle a few different things into one video. If you are new around here and you haven't listened to my podcast yet, this episode came out a couple days early for my patrons on the members-only feed. But because it's a bonus episode and because it is an end-of-the-year and looking-forward episode where I wanted to share some of what's going to happen, what I'm hoping will happen, some decisions uh, that have been long in the making, and just what I'm excited for in 2023, I wanted to share this with everyone uh, all my podcasts are shared with everyone. It's just normally you have to wait like five months if you're not a patron. So if you want to get caught up and you're like, wow, I just found out there was a, a podcast and I see that there's one season. There's actually two seasons that are out. It's just the second season's only available to my members right now. It will start coming out here soon as the third season starts with my members. But the third season is going to be seen through the theme. Of becoming French, of getting my citizenship, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna eat all the French cheeses over the course of the season. That's the plan. We may not enjoy them all. In fact, I'm pretty sure we're not gonna enjoy them all. So if you wanna see me and a variety of guests suffer through some pretty stinky French cheeses over the course of this year, and you wanna get on top of that in real time as it's happening, as I'm waiting to find out, will I be able to come French? then make sure to become a patron over at patreon.com slash Swanson right now. And then in your little membership welcome email, you'll get a link to the members only podcast feed where you can sign up with your email to be able to receive those through whatever podcasting app is applicable. Or you can even listen to them through the browser. Uh, Your browser, there's a password that's in that post. So you can listen to it there or you can see it on YouTube. I post a members only version without any ads, um, no sponsors. we just dive straight into it. Uh, that so you can see it if you like watching if you like seeing me then you'll be able to see those links on youtube live uh yeah as those episodes go up so they come out twice a month every other what is it thursday i think i think we're dropping them every other thursday don't quote me on that every other wednesday i think it's every other thursday uh and then the the other ones are going public after that so if you want to wait you can Anyways, that's, that's what's going on. That's the podcast side of things. I thought today I would start by looking back at 2022 because 2022 was an insane year. It was very difficult in a lot of ways, but also very good. Uh, a lot of things have happened. I thought that I would uh, do some new champagne goals with you then. Looking forward to 2023. Uh, because if you have followed me for any period of time, for the last like four or five years, every year I get champagne bottles. You can tell that I'm doing a little bit better in life because I'm buying real champagne now, where in the past I would buy the cheap non-champagne, just bubbly ugh, that cost like a euro or two. Uh, It was more symbolic than anything. Now I get to buy stuff that will actually taste good when we drink it. This is a little bit of Veuve if you're listening and not watching at home. Uh, And then, of course, I also have... Uh, some Nicolas Fouillette. Fouillette I don't. I don't actually know how to pronounce that exactly. Lindsay's going to kill me when she hears me say that. But Nicolas Fouillette Double L there. Fouillette Yeah. Do I deserve to become French? We're going to find out. So we'll put a couple of goals on those bottles. I have a couple in mind looking forward to 2023. Um, but I wanted to walk through a couple of the thought processes that got me to those goals with you today and just bring you up to speed about what's going on, what to expect. And um, and then hopefully we can all be flexible going into 2023. I hope you're having a wonderful year, wonderful holidays um, that you're resting after the new year. It is New Year's Eve, the day that I'm recording this. So it's the last thing I'm recording in 2022. And uh, yeah, I just hope you're recovering well and that you can take some time to look back on your 2022, maybe after this podcast, do a little bit of gratitude journaling, maybe look just at the, the, if it was a lot of things, just a few things, look for those bright moments in the year, even if they're really small and and take some time to focus on those and be grateful for them. Because for me, that's been very helpful in, you know, seeing some pretty challenging times through a brighter lens. It's been really good. So, the language test results are coming. Don't you worry? Oh, geez, I dropped my pen. Okay, hopefully I don't need to write anything uh, for this. I put, I put, I got some notes just to make sure we don't forget anything. Let's look back to 2022. 2022 was a nutty, nutty year. So a lot of things happened. Um, we'll get to the the vlogging experiment here shortly, but there are some big, like life things that happened this year with me. Cooper was a massive one. You know, he knows I'm talking about him. He's all he's all cut, curled up in the corner. He's being very good, being very quiet. Uh, he knows when I'm recording now. that he needs to be quiet, which is really good. Uh, he's a very good boy. Uh, but that was a really big change, dramatic life change, uh, to say the least. Holy cow. Getting a dog was really good. I'm really glad that I did it. I wasn't so sure I was glad that I did it for a while there. But he's been amazing. And uh, obviously, it helps that... Um, I was a little bit obsessive and very much like first uh, child parent level type A. I don't know how you want to put it like into his training, into the routine, the regimen, like keeping it pretty strict. Obviously, didn't do it perfectly. There's some stuff to work. I mean, you know, he's he's still a dog. He's a good boy, but he's he's great. He's amazing as he is. And honestly, um, getting a dog, I got him largely for two things. One, I really expected I wanted to get a car this year. Not going to happen, obviously, because it's the last day of the year and also not going to happen anytime soon for a number of reasons we can talk about. But I just imagined like, oh, man, if I'm going to get out and road trip France, really want to explore the country, um, you know, I I need a dog to go with me. Clearly, that was part of the like the vision for the life with the dog was like on the road and exploring and getting out into nature a little bit more, which is cool. We have traveled together like that has been really, really great. But really, it was personal. So I think it's, it was interesting. There's twofold. One, I felt like I was on top of the world uh, at the end of last year. I really felt good. Like I made so much progress through like therapy, professionally, personally. But, you know, I realized either with the way that, that my life I was thinking would go, which I think is actually turning out to be true, either I had the chance to get a dog right then or I needed to wait probably like two or three years just because i i dogs are a lot of work and i knew that and i i knew the window was closing for when i could dedicate the amount of work that i wanted to put into a dog uh, in up front and so it was kind of like now or you know in not now or never but now or in like two two or three years and it was a fairly quick decision in that way but i was like no let's do this because the other thing is i'm nearing 40 years old i'm not i'm not 40 i'm three or four years three years away from 40 but i like I don't have a lot of r- friction in my life, interpersonal friction. I've managed to learn a lot about like cutting out um, the bad friendships, like uh, relationships that are harmful or that are detracting. Like I've learned a lot about cultivating good friendships, basically, in the last uh, few years. And the result has been that there is some good friction there, but definitely, I don't live with them. Like they don't have to put up with me all the time we, they're not dealing with whatever garbage I'm throwing around. So I don't have anybody in my life. I'm single. I don't have, and don't intend to have kids. Uh, I don't have anything going on in my life that isn't me. And so I thought, well, I, that I'm, I want to grow and what, what, what experience is going to help me grow more than this dog coming along with the, you know, road tripping and everything else. And boy, did he help me grow. Um, so anyways, we can cap up, we can round up this this Cooper section, but I definitely, the, the he has taught me so much about myself, so much about like how anything that's going wrong in the world, if I'm reacting to that, it's in me. Like if I'm annoyed with him, if he's if he's driving me crazy for whatever reason, if I'm upset, if I'm stressed, whatever, it actually has nothing to do with him. It's not always true. Like if he runs into traffic or something, That's going to cause some stress. And that is still my fault because I didn't train him not to run into traffic in, in that instance. But ultimately, like if he's doing something and I find myself being annoyed with him, it's a really good reminder that I need to check in on myself. He's ultimately a mirror of my emotional state. And if I'm agitated or irritated, he's actually kind of an early warning system for that. And I've really learned to take that and then back up a second and be like, whoa, I need to calm down. I need to like i need to take i need to take stock of myself and come back to this because it's not the dog he's actually pretty much awesome all the time and that's been a really good lesson there have been a lot of really good lessons in there um i've learned that i can handle this and so many other there's just been a lot of good stuff that's come with it and you've if you've followed me along for a while you know that cooper's been good for me and definitely been hard and i also don't want to lie about it i feel like a lot of people talk about dogs um, a lot of life circumstances of all kinds and they only highlight the good parts and they show a lot of cute photos and isn't it great and never show the the bad stuff, which maybe there are people out there that don't struggle with any of these things, but I don't know who they are. And for me, I definitely did struggle and I think it's really important to share the honesty of that or to share that honestly because maybe to somebody that reflects poorly that I think that having a puppy was actually pretty challenging, um, but that's the reality of it and I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot and I'm really grateful for it. Um, other stuff that happened this year that I was, that I think is worth noting because if you know some here's something else, I'm not good at marking my achievements, which is why the champagne bottle situation is actually a really good exercise for me because it, it gives me a real and actual physical thing to do to celebrate the achievements that I've set for myself for the year, the goals that I've set for myself for the year. I'm not, otherwise I'm not, everything's falling apart here. Hold on. Otherwise I'm not good at actually slowing down and stopping and taking stock of what I've been able to do over the course of any given period of time. So this also, this is, today is kind of an exercise in that as I look back at the good things that happened this year. Um, It's been cool to do the podcast. I did two successful seasons of the podcast. Um, There are going to be two seasons per year at this point. I definitely need to take actual breaks in between them, but it's been really fun to do. Every other one is with a guest and otherwise it's with me. It's been cool to see the interaction with it, to see it slowly grow. Um, and it's really important for me to keep it going because, for one, I just enjoy it. I think it's really cool. But for two, as I'm trying to not to put it in the the Nate words again, as as I'm trying to stop strip mining my life for content so much and trying to build a little bit of a healthier distance between my personal life and what I put on YouTube, I also recognize that there's been a really really good conversation that's developed between myself and you. Uh, if you're listening to this, there's a great chance you've been around for a while. And I don't want that, con- that conversation to go away. I actually really miss that element of daily vlogging, especially. Like I really miss the conversation and the ability to get immediate feedback and then continue having that over time. It's something that we'll never be able to recapture for a number of reasons, but I want to keep it alive to a certain degree. And I want to keep you up to date as to what's going on in my life, both personally with stuff like citizenship and um, the app development as we get into that more. There's just a lot that I would like to make sure that we continue to talk about. And it gives you a chance to also keep, you know, the temperature of my personal life to some degree, even if it doesn't come through quite as much over on YouTube. So it's been pretty cool to get two seasons of it down. And I'm really looking forward to this next season where we focus more on the citizenship stuff, or at least that's the theme for a lot of the episodes, and eat a lot of cheese. I mean, how could you not like eating cheese? Um, some others, I definitely I lost a lot of weight i lost 50 pounds Uh, that's a holdover from last year it definitely was it's been a journey that journey will continue my weight is fluctuating a little bit but that's because i'm doing a little bit of muscle building i'm also not as strict about the diet um and so going back and forth a little bit but it's been really cool to see the transformation i'm at the point where like i was looking at the stats when i first was doing like the leg press for example a year ago um i was at 70 kilos on the leg press. And today I did 180 kilos on the leg press. So seeing the, not just the weight loss, but the fitness journey coming along, I didn't run nearly as much as I wanted to this year. I, I didn't even break 500 miles. I think I got 480 miles. And the year before, I think I did 600. And that was really my goal is to keep at least 600. But I did get a dog and all the walking that I did absolutely makes up for that missing mileage. If not, probably just doubles my running mileage. Because I'm out walking him every single day. I think I average 15,000 steps a day. It's fifteen to 17,000 steps a day between running and walking the dog and then just life in Paris in general. So the fitness side of things is going pretty well. And I'm, I'm feeling really good about that. And I want to keep that going, obviously. I got my driver's license, but that was technically, I think the year, that was October the year before. So still something to celebrate. And uh, the soak. I know this came out of left field for a lot of people because I intended it to in, in the sense that I didn't I would love to have built it up. I wish I'd have done a better job presenting it. It was a project that I put years into. It was cool to get it out. It felt timely and honestly, I don't have the time or the space to put into a big project like that. Um, right now, so it's like I better to get it out than not. I am disappointed that it I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very grateful that it actually resonated. If you look at the comments, on that video, it resonated very strongly with a subset of people. But if you look at the retention graph, the majority of people were not interested. I think most people, it just came as a surprise. I think I could have done a better job of leading into it. There's some things they could have done to better edit the intro. I listened to some advice that I shouldn't have about that intro. I should have kept it the way I had it before. All that to say, um, I'm proud that I saw that through. I did a scientific experiment on myself. It was kind of dangerous. Maybe I shouldn't have done it. But I also set out to accomplish something that seemed Possible, but also f- f- uh, maybe unlikely and kind of foolish. And it was great to to see that come to fruition. So that was something cool. It, we may forget about it. It may never come up again, but I thought I'll mention that because that's a big thing for me, at least. And uh, yeah, maybe we never revisit it. Maybe that's just a, a random side note, a footnote on the life in the weird and crazy life of uh, Jay Swanson. Um, so the thing that I want to talk about with the vlogging experiment... Um, and like looking forward to 2023 when I launched season 10 because seasons I don't even know what seasons mean anymore with the vlog but when I, I launched season 10 of the vlog I was really reinvigorated and having a lot of fun with it and I wanted to come back and just have fun with it try some stuff see what stuck um, and because the you know vlogging landscape has really changed on YouTube if you follow YouTube at all you may know that YouTube is really taking a shift towards idea YouTube there's like relational YouTube and idea YouTube and relational YouTube was a big thing for a long time with like vlogs, um, daily vlogs, like people that were sharing their lives. And uh, idea YouTube is kind of the opposite where relationship YouTube is very much like, it can be ideas. It can be a lot of things. There's a spectrum here. It's There's not one or the other and nobody exists purely on one side or the other. But the idea is that Uh, relational YouTube, you're there for that person, that individual. So whatever it is that they're doing, you're into it because they're doing it. And idea YouTube is like, you're there for the idea. It doesn't matter almost who's doing the idea. It's just that the idea is interesting. The title and thumbnail grab your attention and they're pouring molten lava into a uh, cotton candy machine to take a random example from something that I watched recently. Uh, Thank you, William Osmond, in case you ever hear this. So like there's I and mean, that there, there's a, there's always a spectrum. They're like you're gonna watch William Osman do anything, but what he grabs you with is his ideas. Mr. Beast is very much the the epitome of idea YouTube. Obviously, anything Mr. Beast does, you're going to you're gonna be interested in because it's him. But that's why I'm saying there's still a spectrum. But what he's existing on more than anything is his ideas and executing them in a way that maybe nobody else can. So you have idea YouTube and relational YouTube. And I was kind of like, okay, well we were talking about like relational YouTube coming back. I definitely lived in that space with my vlog and the way that I made my vlog for a long time was very intentionally polarizing in the sense that I wanted, if you were there, I wanted you to be there for me. So I knew that I could do things that would make my vlog more successful, but I kind of resisted a lot of that partially because I wanted to make sure to develop a really strong core audience first and foremost, um, which I think I've done very successfully and I'm really grateful for those people. You're probably one of them. If you're listening to this, that's who this podcast is ultimately for. But then a lot of the bit was because I was self-sabotaging. Like I didn't want to be, one of the things that I've always struggled with is not wanting to be the Paris guy, which is ironic because that's just what people kind of know me as. But I've resisted that partially because I feel insecure about it to some degree. And largely because I think we a lot of us struggle with this, but I don't want to be pigeonholed. Like I have a lot of things I want to do. I spent a decade of my life working on my science fiction and fantasy writing. I, you know, I've, traveled and seen the world, blah, blah, blah. Like there's just, I think of myself as an ocean and putting a label on it makes me feel like I'm just a little bottle of water. But the reality is that nobody can really consume the ocean, but they can consume a bottle of water. And if you're doing something like this professionally, at some point you have to embrace that. Somebody also said you can't choose what you're famous for or you can't choose what you're known for. And that's also pretty true. And for me, I stumbled into, I was a tour guide in Paris for a while when I was vlogging. And I stumbled into making tourism related or centered content, mostly because I love this city and I heard tourists complaining about things that if they just had access to better information, they would have had a better time in the city. And I wanted them to love my city the same way that I love it. And so I started making videos along those lines. And those are the ones, of course, that have always popped more than anything else. And I think quietly I resented that to a degree because I wanted, I was like, but there's so much more going on here. But again, in reality, I was withholding the best of myself because I was scared of success. I was scared of just so many things going into it. And so I'm at a place now where I'm recognizing, okay, like I have a lot to offer. I I respect also what it is that I was offering more because I have all these conversations with people that have a better time in Paris literally because of the videos that I make, which blows my mind because... I also, uh, speaking of like the issues that I've had to like work through in therapy, if I can do it, I assume anyone can do it. And if I'm doing it, I don't assume that there's a whole lot of value in it, whatever it is, whatever we're talking about. And so if I'm offering information about Paris to you, I don't think of that as having any real value or impact in the back of my mind. But it's taken years. A lot of you are probably screaming at whatever device you're listening to to this on because you're like, Jay, you're such an idiot, but it's taken a lot of years of people telling me how valuable this is of people literally sending me money to thank me. Like people send me cash. They don't just join Patreon. They don't just buy like a hat, which my hat's no longer available because spring was worried about copyright infringement. For those of you who've been wondering where the hats went, sorry, you can't buy that anymore. People don't just do that stuff. Like there are people that don't even go on trips that have family that go on trips who then send me a thank you note saying my wife or my husband or my son or daughter or whoever went on a trip and had a great time. Thanks to your videos. Here's a hundred bucks. Thank you. And the crazy thing is I'm always very grateful for that. And it always blew my mind, but it never sunk in that that is the level of value that I'm offering that people related to people who get value from what I'm doing, see it. And want to thank me for it. Not a ton of people, but enough that it ha- I mean it happens regularly. And that's really cool. Why is this not sinking in? Why am I not leaning into it? And so I've resisted this for so long, and I keep going back to things like vlogging in the way that I used to because I miss the daily vlogging because I miss the conversation. I miss that that level of interaction that we used to have. But i'm also just really scared i've been very scared to be the paris guy i've been very scared to get pigeonholed to get sucked in because also i think i see a lot of stuff that happens in paris tourism in the instagramification of paris i call it paris fetishists Um, this is a term that i use with Lindsay and a few other friends and i've always been reluctant to say it out loud and publicly because I've just been milk toast about my opinions in a lot of ways too you can tell that I'm hopefully I'm hopefully growing a lot here right now um, but I call it Paris Paris fetishists because they fetishize Paris in a way that's it's not realistic it's strangely romantic but also robs it of its true romance because it's not real and they're just people that like that obsess over French culture or this like the vision of the city that they have to the point that like, The Japanese embassy has a hotline for people who come here and have actual mental breakdowns because Paris cannot live up to the fantasy that they have in their head and they have to get airlifted home because of that breakdown. That actually happens. You can go look that up on the internet. It's a real thing. Um, And I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to hype up a vision of Paris that's not real. I'd rather that you had low expectations and were blown away when you got here. But I also just want to break through the stereotypes and not... Contribute to that, not participate in that. And I think because I didn't have a very strong idea of who I really was, despite having a very strong personality and obviously being, you know, me, I, I mean, if you've listened to my, my video about leaving the church and a lot of my upbringing and so forth, like I've been very scared to have an an out, like outspoken opinion about some things for fear of offending anybody because somehow offending people is wrong. Uh, in my brain, that's also just our society right now. Everybody's very scared of giving offense or just being offended, um, which isn't healthy because, like, that's just part of discourse. Anyways, uh, I need to stop doing that. I need to start leaning into my opinions more and sharing those more. Every time I do, um, people really resonate with, with it much more than if I just kind of keep things surface level. And I know this, I've known this, but I've really resisted it for a long time. And so I'm putting that into practice and this last vlogging experiment in 2022 diving back in it didn't perform very well um i think that a lot of people really there was there was definitely there was some enjoyment people it's not that it but my videos weren't watched it's not that they weren't enjoyed but they i've seen kind of a stagnation in both engagement with those videos in like Patreon growth, in my guide sales, in kind of every metric that I can take, engage, just everything. It's just not as vibrant as it once was. And I've known that I've needed to change, but I've been really reluctant to, because I'm also scared to lose the people that have made it possible. I'm so grateful for the, my patrons, especially, but all, all the viewers, not just my patrons, all the viewers that have been here for so long, everybody that's been watching and listening and partaking in this journey for so long. And I've been losing them. Over the course of the last couple of years, partially because of my milk milquetoastness, partially because of the uh, lower dynamic level of our engagement. There's a lot of reasons for it, but I've been resisting evolving and growing with what I've been learning because I've been scared to take some jumps. And you've seen that in how I've like I've tried to reduce the amount that I'm producing. I've tried to be a little bit more specific. I've tried i am trying to improve and to grow but I haven't really let go of the things I need to let go of. And I haven't embraced fully the things I need to embrace. And that's ultimately what brings us to 2023 and moving forward. Originally moving into 2023, I wanted to do an entire series called the road to citizenship. I actually have the domain. I got a logo made like I had a lot of plans for this and I wanted to basically make a love letter to France while also exploring France and seeing the whole country in preparing to become French. I still want to do that. I still think that's a really fun idea. And I still think that that would be a really good time, but it would be a lot of extra work. And I'm not sure necessarily where it would go. And I don't have the clearest idea of it in my head for how I would do it. And so all of a sudden I'm going to be spending a lot of money on transportation and lodging, putting a lot of effort into these things. And I think I'll make some cool videos and it would be a worthy story. And personally, I would just enjoy it. But it's been really, really hard, but I've, I've come to the place where I'm like, okay, I, maybe I need to trim this back significantly for now. Like France will be there. I'm going to go and I'm going to explore it. I'm not saying I'm not going to go out into France and explore it some this year at all. However, I was building it up to a really big project, bringing more people on, going to do a whole lot more than just make some vlogs. And it was really starting to pull away from other things that I need to get done this year. Because this year is the year of becoming French, but it's also the year where I'm going to learn to actually focus in and just do one thing. And the one thing that I'm gonna do this year is Paris. Like I am coming to a place, as you've heard, where I'm learning to appreciate the value that I can offer to the city. And if I can actually improve thousands of people's trips to Paris, like make their time better, help them to understand how to get around, make sure that they only have good food and good coffee and good drinks give them tips on how to navigate the French themselves, how to navigate the city. Like that in and of itself, I think is a worthy pursuit that I should probably focus everything on because I've already done so much of the groundwork for it. And I've been resisting launching myself fully into it. And so I need to launch myself fully into it. And part of that is the app. And when I was looking at, okay, we're developing an app. I have Paris in my pocket. I have my vlog And then the road to citizenship, I was like, I got to start cutting stuff out. Earlier this year, I had already cut out a bunch of stuff that I was doing that wasn't really going anywhere or wasn't fulfilling anymore. I wasn't really enjoying. Like I cut back on how much I was vlogging. I stopped doing my photo of the day project. That's something that happened this year uh, that that I, I did a photo a day for, I don't know, 11 years, something like that, 12 years. I really reduced the things that were filling up a lot of my space. I've done that with personal uh, my personal life as well, making sure to make more time in the morning. Cooper's been very good for that, by the way. Like get up, exercise, walk the dog, take care of his training and everything. Like my mornings are very, have a really nice r- rhythm to them most days, which I really enjoy. So I've really honed in on that a lot. And it's been very difficult. The road to citizenship is very fresh in my mind because I was really, really planning on diving fully into that this year. I still think it'd be so great. Like I'm having such a hard time not doing it. But when I was in uh, the States over Christmas, I had a couple conversations with some friends um, who had been pushing me to focus for a very long time. And Dorian was one of them who was like, yeah, that sounds nice. And I'm sure it'd be interesting to some people, but I'm not sure how that really fits within the greater picture of what you're doing. And my response, which I think is true, is that, yeah, I think my core audience would be very into it. Like, a lot of people have been waiting for this moment. Like, I've been waiting for this moment. It's been a story that's been a part of my life for a long time. It's been one of my big goals for years. Ever since I got back to Paris, my goal was to get my French citizenship. But, yeah, I can, it's just, it. it's not fully formed enough. It doesn't really move the ball forward this year. And while I would like to keep you up to date on it, and I will keep you up to date through the podcast I have limited time and resources. I have limited energy. I've really felt that a lot this year and I need to make decisions to protect that so I can do the best job that I can. So that's been the biggest and hardest thing to cut out, but I think it's going to be very, very worth it that I do. That said, the road to citizenship will be the theme of Garage Monologue season three. So I'm rolling that in there together. We're gonna have some good conversations with people who have done it. We're gonna, even if we're talking with people who aren't, have nothing to do with my French citizenship. We will try all the French cheeses so that by the time I get my interview to become French, I will have tried all the major and recognized forms of French cheese. There's like almost 70 of them. There's hundreds of individual cheeses, but the actual like defined types that are protected by the French government, I believe the list is 67. And that actually, when I decided to do that, I felt really energized and freed by that because We were going to, I was wanting to do like a full, I still, we could possibly do a love letter style documentary. Pushan and I were talking about collaborating to do um, a nicer, higher quality, like documentary fun, just something that'd be really special. And I would still like to do that if he is up for it. And if we can find the right way to do that, but we were going to do like four episodes and kickstart it and do events around it and do like all this stuff. I was building up a lot of work for myself around it. And if we're going to do anything like that, I think we need to keep it as simple as possible to make sure that it's really good and also actually gets done. So that's that one. And then moving into 2023, I want to focus on Paris in my pocket. I have some ideas on how to improve it, on how to have more fun with it. I'm really excited for that. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be challenging, but really good. And then when I vlog, I think it needs to be much more geared this year to take a step. There are some really personal stories that I would like to share still that I think are important and I would like to get to. But for the time being, I think I'm going to focus on Paris oriented videos, whether that's Paris in my pocket or a vlog about like the one that I just made about maybe don't come to Paris for Christmas, which the whole goal of that video is just to help set expectations that it's probably not going to snow. Everything's going to be closed. There won't be a lot going on. It's going to be. Like the weather's not going to be great. And a lot of the Christmassy stuff here is kind of underwhelming, but you can still have a good time. Come enjoy it. Like make Christmas out of it. You can make Christmas happen here and really enjoy it. I love an orphan's Christmas. That's when a bunch of us who live here that don't have families get together and do Christmas together. Always a great party, but you have to make that happen yourself. Um, that was kind of the, the goal of that video more than anything. You can let me know what you thought about that. Um, but I think helping people to set good expectations, helping them to understand what they're getting into and helping them to enjoy it is a big part of it. And then all these videos need to work towards helping to um, promote the app because ultimately like I'm planning on redoing my guide. There's some big updates to do like a a dozen or so places to remove because they were closed or they're just not good enough anymore. Like 40 places to add because I love them and it's just time to make some really big additions. So that guide will be there for people that are traveling early in the year. But then, as we slowly roll up out the app, the goal is that we make improvements, steady improvements, to your experience using my guide by creating an app out of it that basically just improves the whole experience, both by making it more navigable because or navigable because you can you know you don't have to scroll through a giant PDF to get to everything. And also to geolocalize it, to make it so that when you're somewhere and you don't know what to do or where to go, you can just go, I'm hungry. And then it'll say, here are three recommendations that are within walking distance of you right now that is ultimately the baseline goal. I have a huge dreams for it, huge goals for it down the line, but I really just want to start by making something that's better than what I already have, than what you already love. Um, it's been really encouraging to see the feedback. We did a poll on my guide this year as well to see the overwhelmingly positive feedback and, um, and the two people that were really upset with us for different reasons we were able to reach out to and solve those problems. Otherwise, tons of people that really love it. So it's cool to see, okay, we already have what you would call in uh, business terms, product market fit. The thing that I'm making is scratching a niche and it's doing it well. How do we improve that? And that's, that's my thing this year. I wanna focus in on how do I make my existing audience, my existing customers, you, you're already here. How do I make you happier? Like, how do I make you happy? But like, how do I how do I improve what we're doing already and not worry so much about growth, not worry so much about like finding anybody new, but worry about making sure that the people that are already here stay here. Because I've already seen a lot of people leave over the course of the evolution of YouTube and my life and the vlog and everything else. It's always gonna happen. There's always gonna be churn. But how do we slow that down? How do we reverse that? by how do we get people back how do we make sure that when people stumble on me again in the future like oh he's doing better i like this more i'm into this again i won't be able to answer that like my goal isn't necessarily this could get dangerous because it could sound like people pleasing like my goal isn't to try and people please but my goal is to take what's already making people happy out of what i'm doing and improve upon it and even if that's just one step at a time find our way towards really providing the best value that we can and taking the value that we are providing and getting it to you in an even better way in an even better format so that's going to take us into 2023 because it's going to be it's going to be a lot like getting that going so the road to citizenship um is getting bundled into your garage monologues press in my pocket and the app are getting bundled pretty much um, I'm going to be bringing that, like, I really need to bring that in back in, in house, like under my name, Jay Swanson's Paris in my pocket. I'm getting some help. Um, uh, Matt, a patron who's, a, a marketing and branding guru has come in to help us with that pro- process, which has been really, really good. Um, there's a lot of really fun, exciting things. Emily's obviously helping me with that. Kate is helping some stuff. So it's going to be a good year. And, uh, my buddy, Jeff, uh, who, if you follow the newsletter you saw, um, is doing the programming for that Which has been a huge huge deal And so yeah Focus 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 We're going to do the language test here But the, the two champagne bottles I was going to write on these But since it's an audio medium I will write on them later uh, Instead of spending all the time to do it right now Because it does take a minute But the two goals that I'm putting on these Are uh, launching the app In a way that's like It's out of beta And is just generally available So that is pro- I don't know which one to do one of these, and then the other one uh, is citizenship. I will pop this bottle if and when I get citizenship to celebrate, uh, whenever it is that I find out. And then we'll we'll throw a party. That's part of what we were talking about for the road to, citizen to citizenship as well. Was trying to figure out a way to actually throw a big party, which maybe you'll be invited to. We're gonna find a way to do that. Um, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. The year is gonna be crazy. So speaking of the road to citizenship and all this stuff. Let's close out by opening up my French language test results. They are available on our internet site. It says to uh, access them, you need your candidate number. Uh oh. And then you go to this link. Wait, or you, oh, no, I can just go straight here and see my results. Let's open this. Oh, I need the candidate number. So they're all posted here. It's either. Admis e or non-admis e? Does admit? I am guessing admis e means you passed, and non-admis e means you didn't. So let's go find my candidate number and find out if I passed this thing. You gotta, you gotta love how the how French systems work here. Find this. Here is a PDF. Okay, so my candidate code here. I am going to copy that. I am going to go into the PDF. I am going to search for it. I found it, and it is admiss e which i'm 99 sure means that i passed <laughs> i don't know what my score is but I, I passed so now i need to go get i need to go get the actual results from the school, when I get back from India, I forgot to mention, I'm going to India. That's actually the thing. So anyways, congratulations to me. I passed my test. So uh, I'm just waiting on a few more documents. We should be able to get the dossier together. We'll talk about that more in the next or the first episode of season three. So if you're jumping on to season two in the public feed, uh, you're not going to hear about this specifically, but I'll talk about that. And my plan is, she doesn't know this yet, but my plan is to bring Emily, the woman who came on to work for me full time uh, a couple months ago, She's got her interview on the 2nd. She's getting her French citizenship so we can talk with her at length about what is the interview actually like immediately after somebody goes through it and it's all fresh in her brain, all the stress, all the joy, whatever comes out of it. We'll ask her all those questions. So be sure you tune in for that. If you want to tune in for that and you want to hear it right away here in January 2023, make sure you go to patreon.com slash Swanson right now. Become a patron. If you're already a patron, make sure you go to the link. Uh, I will post. I will post it when it goes live. But uh, and I will post the link on how to get to the members only feed if you haven't done it yet. But yeah, we'll talk about that right away. Um, for me, the my trip to the states was very good. Was very emotionally taxing because the last few months have been really, really, really hard because um, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff, personal stuff, family stuff. Uh, you know, and, and embracing, engaging with some stuff that I refused to for a long time, like um, the church stuff and going public with that was also very tiring. Um, believe it or not, just, I mean, signs of trauma right there. So it's been, it's been a pretty stressful uh, few months and going for Christmas had its own bundles of um, stress involved. Christmas is a really difficult time for me for a lot of reasons, um, but it was really good. And it set me up to make some of these decisions that I've been making um, to embrace some things that I've been refusing to embrace. It's been so good. Um, And I actually have a lot of energy. Normally this would be where I launch into. I'd be like, it's time to go, but I know that that's not enough. And so I'm going to India because Pushan's there. His whole family's there. I'm going to join them. Uh, Pushan and I went there four years ago um, and he's one of my closest friends. He, they've been going through a lot. It's a big time in their family and so I'm I'm lucky enough to be invited to go join them for a little while. So I'm going to Mumbai. I'm going to have a grand old time. And I'm expecting that to be like the vacation that I need. I'll still do a little bit of work while I'm there. But my plan is to get away from everything, to get to another world entirely, away from Paris, away from Western civilization for a minute, like enjoy some delicious food, some wonderful people, bright colors just the, the 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 press that is the experience in mumbai and um and really get the rest of the boost because i think this is like a really good energy level that i'm at right now but i think it's uh it might be a little bit of a false energy it's the excitement i need just a little bit more rest a little bit more of a break a little bit more of something else and i'm fortunate enough to be able to take that so i'm taking it and i'll be back really soon and then we're going to just roll into 2023 and I hope you're along for the ride because there's a lot of stuff that I want to work on. There's a lot of things still to improve, a lot of growth, a lot of just the ceilings way, way up. Every time you think you hit it, it's, it's way farther up. And I can't wait to, to share along in the whole ride and the whole journey. So if you don't mind taking a minute to get in the comments and let me know what is it that you're grateful for in 2022. I'd really like to hear it. And if you also would like to take a moment, just to let me know what you're looking forward to hearing from me. Like, what is it that's the most interesting to you out of everything that I talked about today? What gets you most excited? And uh, how do you want to be involved? Just let me know. Uh, I don't know how to involve everybody, but I'm so excited. There's just so much. I don't know. I just want to open things up more and I want to... Um, figure this out with you as we go. So I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, whether that's on the Patreon post, on YouTube. Um, one of those two spots would be a great place to leave a comment. I will see it. And I look forward to pulling through 2023 with you, for you. I just can't wait for this year. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thank you for following along on this journey, whether you've watched from the beginning or you just tuned in recently. I'm just grateful to have you here. So thanks. See you in 2023. It's already 2023 for you, but not for me yet. I'll see you in 2023.